Hey there, Locked On Wolfpack fans. NC State needs our Sherwood Blunt. I'll tell you what that means and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man, Grayson Boone, on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. We're going to talk about the top 20 NIL collectives in America and, you know, why we're not necessarily a part of that group. And then we've got the ACC-SEC matchups on deck. Now, we're going to start off here with uh, explaining to you what I meant in that cold open when I said NC State needs our Sherwood blood. If you've seen the 30 for 30 pony excess, SMU was giving away lots of money before that was legal in the NCAA. And uh, they had a a famous booster, Dallas real estate developer, one of the richest men in the area at the time, whose name was Sherwood Blunt. And he played on the football team at SMU, I believe. Huge booster. And uh, he infamously came up with the quote, guys, we have a payroll to meet when talking about the players on the football team. And uh, folks, after looking at some of these collective numbers, it is very clear NC State is going to have a payroll to meet. Let's roll out the top 10 real quick for y'all. So for those of you who can't see it, we're going to read off the names on this list and uh, and, and then we'll we'll kind of give our opinions from there. We're just this is just the top 10, not the entire top 20. However, the number one collective is the Spire Sports Group with Tennessee. Number two, the 12th Man Plus Fund with Texas A&M. Number three, Division Street uh, out of Oregon. <clears throat> number four, the Texas One Fund representing the Longhorns. Number five, the Canes Connection uh, slash John Ruiz for Miami. Number six, the Battles End with Florida State. Number seven, House of Victory with USC. Number eight, one Arkansas NIL. Uh, obviously for the Razorbacks, number nine, the Grove Collective representing uh, Ole Miss. And number 10, it's the Country Roads Trust. Uh, I bet you all can't guess which school Country Roads is. Of course, it's West Virginia. We all know the song. Now, Grayson, these are the top 10. Uh, There is a full top 20 that we also are not a part of. And in a moment like this, and and knowing what we know about NIL and, and how it's impacting uh, the college game, what does this make you say about, th- does this make you feel any way, rather? Does this make you feel any way or elicit any thoughts or emotions uh, off of that information? Uh, well, I can't exactly say that I'm surprised that NC State is not in this top 10. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the top 20 in just a second, but these names that you're seeing here in the top 10, they're not exactly strangers. They're, you know, more or less exactly who who you would expect to see uh, up in that list, mainly because of football, but a lot of basketball relevance in there as well. But, you know, you mentioned a Sherwood Blunt and the uh, the extracurriculars they're running back in the Dallas Fort Worth area in the '80s. But free my dog Sherwood. He did nothing wrong. 
Free to guys. Free to guys. He was uh, he was making it rain more or less, but absolutely. Yeah, you you look at our our collectives here in Raleigh. You know, you got Savage Wolves. You have Pack of Wolves. I believe is the other one. They're doing a lot of great work in the NIL front. Uh, a lot of community things, getting fans involved. You know, encouraging to in, encouraging fans to contribute and uh, you know make a difference in our athletic program moving forward. But all that being said it's going to be hard to catch up to these top 10 dogs here. I mean, these are your, your, your perennial powers in college football. And that's just far and away in there. It kind of in a league in their own. Um, you know, you'll notice with the exceptions of course of Miami, Florida state and USC, and I guess West Virginia as well. All of these schools are essentially either sec or big 10. Oh, well, big 10 is more so in the 11 to 20 range, but right. You know, that, that's not exactly a shock either because those are the schools making more money as a whole, like we discussed a few weeks back um, in these grant of right deals per conference. But, yeah, I mean, su- surprised at this list? No. Um, but I, I think being that these are the top 10, you're going to see these top 10 probably reflected in the AP poll top 10, uh, you know, as well because the money – the money's going to show up one way or another. And if you follow the money, you're going to get to the talent. So that's, that's kind of what it is for the top 10 here. You know, when I look at this top 10, everybody is a, a team that I would suspect. Everybody is a team that I would suspect. And I know some people are thinking, uh, well, how is Arkansas in there? How's Ole Miss in there? You have to understand, they number one, neither one of those states are – deeply divided in a meaningful way. I'm sorry, Mississippi State fans. It's the truth. Neither one of those states are deeply divided in a a very meaningful way. And beyond that, they don't have any professional sports teams. Not a one. Not a single one. So what does that mean? That means that they also have the benefit of those become their de facto professional sports teams. Who are you going to root for if you're in Arkansas? Grayson, you're a baseball guy. Is there a minor league team in Arkansas? Uh, I believe there is. I want to say they're either double A AA or triple A, but regardless, it's kind of all they have there. You, you get me? You, you understand? Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? There's a, a clear division of, of, you know, what people want to do there. And even in the state of North Carolina, this is a state that's deeply divided. You've got your Duke folks, you've got your your boys and baby blue folks and girls and baby blue folks, and then you've got your NC State folks. You know, that's that's just how it works out. That's just how it works out. But I say we need our Sherwood Blunt because, I mean, let's just be honest. These collectives are more often than not, not the efforts of everyday people showing up and doing so. It's somebody with some very, very deep pockets, generally, a few people with very, very deep pockets, emptying them out, okay? Turning over uh, uh, a lot there. But, you know, this this uh, this list, for the most part, 1 through 10, very on brand, not surprising. Let's give a quick peek through 11, at 11 through 20. 11, the Matador Club out of Texas Tech. 12, on the victory, Auburn. 13, Valiant slash Champion Circles, University of Michigan. Classic City, Classic City at 14 uh, for Georgia Boosters. The Mont Lake Futures for the University of Washington. The Garnet Trust for South Carolina, uh, the University of South Carolina. 
Crimson and Cream for uh, Oklahoma and Mass Street Collective, I believe that's Street Collective, uh, out of Kansas. The 1890 Initiative, uh, which is for Nebraska and the Boulevard Collective out of SMU. Remember I said we need our Sherwood blood? You know what I mean? He got like exiled from Matt Kevin. I don't know if he's back, but the SMU being in the top 20 would imply that, you know, Sherwood's somewhere around there. Free my dog if he's not. Free my dog if he's still got to be away from there. But um, are there any surprises on this list for you, Grace? Uh, a lot a lot more so in this, this 11 to 20 half. Um, I think it's interesting that you don't see Alabama in here. Right. I think it's interesting that Georgia is at 14. I think it's interesting that Washington made this list at 15. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you see SMU here at 20 because, I mean, kind of trying to tie it back into NC State here, we I understand that Texas itself has a lot of money. Um, SMU back in the day was peddling a lot of money illegally at the time. Mm-hmm. But – you look at a you look at a school in the American Conference, and you look at NC State. It's like there's no way we can get outbid by SMU for players if it were to come down to that. And so that's kind of the point we're trying to make here. In that we got to find our own Sherwood Blunt here in Raleigh, North Carolina. We have got to find a way to get our collectives up because eventually, I mean, this is this is the new reality here. More money yeah. is going to equal more success. Yeah. I don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. But that's where we're at now, and it's sure. if you don't if you don't participate, I promise you're going to get left behind. It's in essence what we have a situation for what we have in baseball, just without private owners. You know, in yeah. baseball there is no they don't have like a salary cap or a luxury tax, do they? Or do they? Do they have some? Like I think that? they're working on trying to like lock down stricter limits on that because it, so, it, it gets because you're going to see Shohei Otani probably make something that starts with a six here in a year or two good he deserves it 10 strikeouts and two homers in one game yeah the boy deserves it the boy <laughs> pay the man pay him what he wants but that's neither here nor there what what i was getting at was we're going to see a similar situation to what we see in baseball where like the yankees have one of the most expensive teams every single year like that's just the nature of the beast and all that and and also uh just to just to you know show the smu fans some love so they don't get on my back oh sure bro, this is the only one with money down here um, the according to on three nil, the collective down there is led by um, alums Chris Kleinhart, uh, CEO of the Hunt Realty Investments Group, and Kyle Miller, President and CEO of the Silver Hill Energy Partners. So, just a thought there. But those are just our thoughts on the nil deal. You know, it's a safe bet that players are going where the money resides, right? Like that's you know that that. That sound didn't blow up on on TikTok and Instagram just because it was a joke. Everybody wants to be where the money, and that's the reality of what we're looking at. That's a safe bet 10 times out of 10 for folks to go where the money is. And speaking of safe bets, let me talk to y'all about FanDuel. It is very clear that you can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. You heard that right. That's up to 20, I'm sorry, 10 times your your original amount bet up to $200. That is just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets. And here's the good part. Remember before it was the bonus bets back if you lost. No, 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 no. Win, lose, draw, don't matter. You'll get 
uh, your $200. That's 200 you can spend betting on everything from money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the, the first home run to whether or not Shohei is going to put on another 10 strikeout, two home run performance. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. So sign up today to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So, Grayson, the next thing we got to talk about, the ACC-SEC matchups. We're in both of them, men's and women's. The men are taking on Ole Miss. The women taking on Vanderbilt. The men are on the road. The women are at home. Grayson, give me what you think is going to happen in both of these games. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. to. It feels like graduating up to the ACC-SEC challenge as we have been in the ACC Big Ten challenge uh, for the last couple of years in basketball, but I'm very excited to, you know, start to see a new pool of teams that we don't really get to see that often. And I, I like this matchup for the men's team uh, traveling down to Oxford to see the new look uh, Ole Miss Rebels under Chris Beard. I think that's a favorable matchup for NC State. Um, you know, it's it's, of course, very good for the non-conference schedule, like we talked about adding Tennessee as well. So yeah. seeing two SEC teams. Um, in the first month, month and a half, if you can find a way to rattle off two wins there, that's going to bode extremely well uh, for the resume as you get closer and closer to March. Um, And the women's also getting Vanderbilt, but that one is here in Reynolds Coliseum. Have to imagine that uh, Wes is going to rally the troops and uh, pull pull in a, a quality win there against Vanderbilt. But all in all, yeah, I think this is great for NC state to start playing these sec teams in this challenge. I think it's great exposure for our school. Um, and you know, for men's and women's alike, it can be a very valuable resume booster, uh, when the time comes as well. So I think these are very, you know, two solid matchups seeing year one of this thing. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm also excited to see what matchups we'll see down the road as well. It is surprising how quickly Coach Beard landed on his feet, all things considered, but we're not going to talk about that today. This Ole Miss game is, like you said, going to be a big-time one that uh, you can pull off a win in. It's very winnable. That's a team that doesn't have a lot of – I mean, their roster is not a good one. Let's just be very frank and honest about that. Um, We should be able to take care of that game. But on this women's side, us playing against Vanderbilt, I see that as a game where it's going to determine who we are as a team from the standpoint of how well do we lock in against a team that's not good? Like how well does the women's team handle that? And actually, I guess I would say that that goes for both teams. I guess I would say for both teams, this is a determiner of, of how well they lock in and and all that good stuff. But one thing I will say for all the stuff that we say about coach Keats, how often have we seen that team overlooked? their opponents how often have we seen them struggle against a team where you're like we should be dominating them like generally if we're struggling against a team it's like later on in the season we look up and like, oh man they're better than we thought they were or or we're not as good as we thought we were later in the season and so uh with that being said you know the the challenge for Westmore is if you want to get back on top of that perch if you want to rise back to that that you know ACC and really national power 
that you used to be, a game like this is going to have to be a game where you get things done. And on the men's side, you've arrived to the party. Now stick around for a while. Get yourself a glass of punch. You know what I mean? Hit your little Dougie in the corner. Do your thing at this party. Don't, don't just show your face and leave. It ain't the time. You ain't ready yet. So Coach Keats and company, we're going to see what y'all can do. But I think that both of these matchups are favorable for NC State. And I think that we can get get um, we can get wins in both, but it's about the mindset mentality these teams are going into those games. Yeah, and diving in a little deeper here with this old Miss matchup, I you know I do think it's a favorable matchup regardless, but I love that it's on the road because you know we have arguably our deepest team in probably Keats's tenure, probably even years before that as well. I I'm very excited at the the uh, the construction of our team this year still a lot to figure out x's and o's wise but this is a it's a it's a very good early test sec team on the road you're still in the month of november where you're gelling things and yeah i, I it's it's a it's a good show me type game because then of course you got tennessee just a couple weeks later and that's a neutral site game but i love the the opportunity to play these sec teams away from home because those are like the character building games. That's where you truly find out what you got under the hood. So I'm uh, I'm already amped for this. I, I wish uh, I wish by then the uh, you know Fanduel would be legal in the state of North Carolina. I like to place a little action on that game, but have to wait a couple more months. But yeah, re- regardless, I think that's a great early season matchup for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack. And you know what? I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say we're law-abiding citizens here, so we're not going to put any action on this game. But with that being said, you know, this is – I agree 100%. It's good for your team to go on the road in this type of environment. It's good for your team to have to band together against the team that you should win, but you know it's going to be on the road. Their fans are going to be giving them energy early. They're going to be giving them all the good vibes and all that. You have to withstand it. You have to withstand it and come out and do what you do over a long period of time that's that's what needs to be done there you know that's what you want to see that's what you want to see that's that's the type of test that hopefully even if you start off sluggish start off slow start off not how you should you learn lessons in a win as opposed to a loss but all of that is to be seen uh going forward folks we're about to land this thing after a quick word from our sponsors and we're back now, Grayson, all in all, the, the top 20 NIL collectives, we're not a part of it. Do you see a world where we do get into that list? It's it's going to take a lot of work. Um, I think it's probably going to take a lot of time as well. But, you know, we, we talk about it on here a lot that we we got to get our money up across the board. Recruiting, NIL, facilities, if you want to get where we're trying to go in the in this day and age, you have got to invest mm-hmm. in your athletic programs. It's it's it is you know quite as cut and dry as it sounds. You have got to invest if you're trying to get back out of it what you're putting into it. It is it's it's really all there is to it at this point. The top twenty list is looking at the rest of us saying it smells like broken here. Right. <laughs> now I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you this, right? And this, we all see from the top 20 that, you know, payments don't directly translate over to success. But it's only in year three. 
I am telling you, as this thing goes along, of course, there will always be outliers. There will be a team or two that's paying out the wazoo and not seeing results. But I am willing to, as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, in the next few years, you'll be able to directly track, oh, that's how that championship team was built. That's how that championship team was built. And I know some people are going to say, well, I don't want a kid who doesn't want to play uh, for for the love of the red and white here. I don't want him if he, if, if he she, they don't want to play for the love of the school. My brothers, sisters, friends, and whatever deity you believe in, I am telling you that is not the route you want to go. Okay. I mean, quick, quick tangent here. If you're a fan of college baseball, you saw that LSU just won it all in Omaha. LSU legitimately purchased a national championship. Hello. And Here comes I, the money. Money, we, money, we all, money. We all know very well where one of their top hitters came from, but one of their, you know, their best pitcher, a couple bullpen arms, they bought a national championship. But guess what, folks? It's legal and it it's just legal. worked. And it's that's legal. the way it's going to continue to go across the board. And and in the words of a uh in the words of a a very good friend of mine. Get your money up, not your funny up, okay? That's what we got to do if we want to get in on Natty Action too. Thank you all so very much for coming out. We appreciate you every single time. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to smash that subscribe button on your way out. Peace and love, y'all. As always, go Pack. Go Pack.